welcome to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart here with Betsy. Betsy Vaughan, how's it going? Hi, great to be back. Seems like it's been a while. I know, it does, doesn't it? We've had uh, a couple of guests on in between and then we uh, missed a couple of weeks with travelling and everything. So yeah, it's good to be back. Although yeah. I've got a little bit of a croaky throat. So we're going to try and do a uh, high and tight one this time, get um, the thing that we really wanted to talk about done and then... Uh, and then hopefully we'll make it all the way through without without uh, voice fading too much. What are we going to talk about today? So today, I think we're going to pick up on the... It falls into the Beyond the Book category, I guess. So in since we last spoke, I've had quite a few conversations with people talking about how they're using the book or how they plan to use the book once they've got it. So a lot of time and attention put on creating it. Most people have two or three ideas of how they want to use it or how they intend to use it but in the conversations there's a couple of things that have come up every time which are quick and easy wins those things that don't necessarily fall under the banner of a campaign they're not kind of outbound targeted activities using the book but it's just the background things that we do day in day out every day that the book can be added into the mix of and it can just be sat there ticking over collecting some leads as people are passing these things anyway so less focused on the individual outbound campaign stuff more along the lines of something that everyone can do to just expose the book in in more and more places so there's more and more opportunity for people to see it sound good i think it sounds great because it's something that i get asked all the time um you, and it's usually not the beginning of the process. It's usually, right. hey, I got my books, and, and oh my gosh, what do I do now? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think it'll be great. It's do the it. old um, South Park type um, skit of step one, write book, step three, profits, and what's that bit in the middle? It's the uh, step right. two that we're looking at now. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so a couple of things that spring to mind and again we've gone deeper into these in some individual episodes in the past so if there's a term that we use like super signature which i'll talk about first we do have a more full episode talking about super signatures and how they can be used so lots of opportunity to dive deeper in some past shows but hopefully this will be a great kind of one-on-one introduction to everyone or some ideas that people might have forgotten about and just quick and easy things that you can turn on without having to put too much effort into writing campaigns or, or doing bigger follow-ups. So super signature, that is the opportunity in every email to put a consistent message at the bottom of it. So signatures, people are used to seeing names and phone numbers and contact details, all of that type of thing. The super signature, we want to include two or three or four steps that people can take to move the conversation forward. So there can be a bit of a balance on where you include this, whether you include it in your regular signature or whether you just include it in broadcast messages that you send out. Again, no right or wrong answer. I had recently realized that we don't have a super signature on, or we don't have a consistent super signature on our internal personal emails, the, the mails that we send from like Stuart, uh, 90 Minute Books or 
let's hit 90 minute books mm. uh, sorry let's stop falling 90 minute books so realize that we don't have a consistent one so we're going to address that internally but we did have it on the broadcast messages so the message that goes out with the podcast on the other side of the business the coaching side of the business that so we've got the real estate side of the business we've got that consistent super signature that goes out on those broadcasts and the idea is that in every touch point you're just giving people the opportunity to take the next step so just as with the back cover copy we talk about allowing people to start the journey in a minimum viable commitment next step the little thing that they can do to learn more so with their emails we want to mirror some of that super signature um, the opportunities or the steps in that super signature to say things like i'll use the realist one as the example to um, join us for a daily tour of homes get a pinpoint price analysis of what your home is worth um i can't remember what we've got as the third one on there um anyway never mind uh, those two things <laughs> the uh the book uh, broadcast message that we've got sent out reminds people to um to head over to the workshops that we've done in the past to check out the book blueprint scorecard to get started um the the level at which those super signature messages um the level at which you position them should be relevant to the majority of the people that are going to see those messages so if you know that you only ever use your internal your actual email for clients then it's not necessarily worth putting some lead generation stuff in there some top of this funnel stuff because you know who those people are already but you might want to put something in there like a scorecard or if you've got new products that you're launching or if you've got a higher level membership group or a higher level product than where people typically come in then maybe it does make sense including those things if you know that your broadcast messages one particular broadcast message only goes to unconverted clients so people that have gone so far down the track but not continued then that would be one particular super signature if you've got another broadcast message that always goes out to previous clients past clients then you want, might want to think about a separate super signature so it's more the consistency of how the audience receive it rather than the consistency across each individual message because you might be sending a broad set of messages but that consistency for the person receiving it if they can see that consistent message then it makes sense so how that ties back to the book including the book in the super signature is a great way of, of using that asset in a way that um that doesn't take any additional effort the super signature goes out or the email signature goes out automatically and if it's the case that the messages are going out to people who you don't necessarily know or you've written a book about a a product or service over here when actually you're sending the message to a different group of existing customers then including the link to the book is a nice way of of kind of leveraging that asset the other way of using it in the super signature um, and again super signatures are something you should do regardless of a book or not it's a, it's a great thing to do just across the business even if the three things have got nothing to do with the book but you're just given those giving people a consistent way of taking the next step it's it's the um the check move type mentality of always putting someone into check always presenting them with the next opportunity to take a step rather than um you're not trying to not too concerned about which step they take or you've got no control rather over which step they take but it's more the ability to put the thing in front of them um 
so sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Uh, the the bit I was leaning to is we talked about the using the the book in there. Just um, here, um, here are three ways that I can help you today. Number one, go grab a copy of the book. It talks about whatever your book's about. If your message is going to people who are already customers, then and who or if the funnel is they've already come through the book channel then just presenting the book again isn't necessarily the, the greatest use of it. But what you might be able to do is reword that next step and turn it into more of a referral message. Here are three ways I can help you today. If you know of anyone who is suffering from similar symptoms or having a similar problem, then ask me for a copy of the book where we talk about this and I'll get it to you. Can you give it to them? So there's the ways of kind of tweaking it and tailoring it specifically for your campaign. Oh, the way that you want to use it rather but it's just the case of remembering that it is an asset there that you can use and and just remembering to do it does that one make sense it does yeah i got a long way into that sentence and all that paragraph and realized that uh, i don't have any water close by so give me two uh -oh. seconds otherwise Everyone. my voice will get right. <laughs> you got it so when we're looking so at you the, know, like we I happened to look at like um, one of the emails that we sent out today from from Dean, um, and on our super signature, um, you know, we've got the PS about our mastermind in Orlando, which is next month, and then um, underneath it, we've got you know our plus. When you're ready, we've got four other ways to hatch some evil schemes, and we you know we talk about those. But there's four other ways. At what point, you know, because I was looking at my signature thinking, oh, gosh, when you said that, I really need to beef that up a little bit. Um, you know, I have a couple of little things um, on there. But um, at what point is it too much? You know, I, I had an email recently come in, and I'm going to look for it while, we're, while you when you start talking again and see if I can find it so we can use it as an example. It had a whole bunch of stuff there, and it was almost a lot. I didn't read it, obviously, because it, I didn't. I didn't make the time to read it, but you yeah. know, the, our stuff is, is very clear, very clean. It's just enough. I mean, I can read the four bullet points on here. Be a guest on more cheese less listeners. Try the new profit activator scorecard. Join the email mastery. Work with me one on one. Without reading the, the sentences underneath it, those are the four things right there. They're they're very clean. They're very clear. They're bold. Um, without, it's not too much information. You know, um, they say exactly what they are without any yeah. further detail. Um, when does it become too much? And that's a great question. And I think what you said at the end hits it on the head. It's just a bullet. It's very easy to read, and it's consistent across each and every email that goes out through that particular channel. Mm -hmm. So I think I see some come through sometimes that have got multiple different fonts in there. It's a, there's paragraphs worth of text. There's images mixed up in there. Um, I think anything where it's visually um, complicated then the banner blindness effect kicks in a little bit more and it turns into reading from here are four ways I can help you and four quick next steps into the kind of corporate footer disclaimer type blurb that you get at the bottom of the email and I think it, the every additional it's like the nine word email I mean nine isn't a magic number but a short personal expecting reply type email that's relevant to something that someone's asked about before it's it's consistent with the conversation that's already going on 
is effective, not because nine's a magic number, it's just it's easy for people to consume, it's quick for them to take that minimum viable next step, which for a nine-word email is just a short reply answering the specific question that you're asking. For the super signature, it's clicking to follow through or hitting reply to, um, to join me and I'll, I'll get you the details. So the last two that you mentioned on the email that went out this morning is if you want to work with me one-on-one um, -on -one or I'm um, we've got a Breakthrough Blueprints event in Orlando next month. For both of those, it's not click here and read through this long-form sales letter and fill out this form and then I'll get you the details. For both of them, it's just hit reply and say I'm in or hit reply and let me know and then we'll take it from there. So that in the super signature itself is easy for people to consume and decide whether it is right for them at this time because it's literally a bolded couple of words that say what the thing is so email mastery work for me one-on-one -on -one, breakthrough blueprint um profit activator scorecard it's easy to just visually see what they are and the next step it's easy to execute on the next step just hit reply and let me let me know that you're in hit reply and and um and I'll get you all the details. It's there's not a big extra thing. So I think that's really the difference. Four, I definitely wouldn't go any more than four. We have got four yeah. on that, that one, but I think we've typically got three on all of the others. Um when we look at the back cover copy for the books, the next step there, we typically talk in terms of three steps. Uh one of them are, are mm -hmm. very easy, low commitment one, this the middle one, the kind of that middle tier of okay, someone now really needs to raise their hand and it's it's showing some sort of effort or engagement on their part. And then the third one is okay, no, I'm really serious, I want to get started now, let's work together ASAP. As definitely wouldn't say more than four. Um yeah. and really just keep it simple. It goes back to the test. I might have talked about this before. I don't remember um so it goes back to the test that dean talks about a lot the kind of coffee shop test of any copy that mm -hmm. you're writing in if you're sending out we see it a lot with like the the nine word email type model or that that initial short response to the follow-up when someone opts in for something so it's very easy to try and convince versus compel so convincing someone that they should take this next step by beating them into submission by including every possible word and phrase and caveating and disclaiming something in the paragraph versus if you just bumped into someone in the coffee shop and you knew a little bit about them and you knew that they were broadly interested in um in in the subject then asking them oh hey i'm starting a new email master group next month do you want to join us makes perfect sense and if they say yes then go into more details versus Hi, Bob. I see that you previously expressed an interest in email mastery. Do you know that you could leverage your existing email list by 100%? And there's a couple of, there's three tricks that you can learn that will leverage your email expertise to the next level and increase your returns exponentially. Um, that doesn't quite pass the same <laughs> test as it being conversational, but the outcome that you, your ideal outcome is the same. Your ideal outcome in both of those scenarios is you just want them to say, yes, I'm in, and then you can take the conversation to the next level. So super signature, the same deal. Back cover copy, same deal. You want it to be conversational and easy for them to take that, that MVC, that minimum viable commitment next step to just move the conversation forward one point. Ah, yeah, there you go.
Yeah. I think. Did you find the example when we were talking? No, I'm still looking because I'm, I need to start like saving saving those kind of things in a folder when I see um you know um for so I have examples like this. You know, I started doing the same. Right, because at the time it looks great, but then it's, it's surprisingly difficult it is to find afterwards. Um, I'd started doing the same on typos and things like that in print media and um, like um, New York Times or Washington Post or, or like the big media publications. Because yeah. occasionally, I mean, typos and, and printing issues crop up or every time you look at a book you can see a different one so it was using that example of hey everyone does this the benefit of the process that we've got is it's quick and easy to fix when they come through you can get the first version out there in a short period of time and it's not that something is then going into six months worth of editing and then still there's going to be one or two mistakes that come up because they're unavoidable um so yeah i was trying to do the same keep a uh, running list of examples so they were closer to closer to mind yeah, I'll be better better about that because I know there's several, you know, and you look at it and you go, whoa, you know. I mean, when you throw in, some people, like a lot of the financial guys we deal with, they have their disclaimers or the insurance guys, Hi. and then they have their, you know, their super signature, and it's like, okay, that's a whole lot of information there for someone, and I, I wonder what gets lost, and um, yeah. if it all becomes, you know, it's not valuable at all you know and i think the way that it's so laid much. out makes a big difference as well exactly we're pretty hot that's on... why i look at what we have like i said with what we, we help you know ours is set up it's just boom 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 you can read it clean it's there it's not in um something is um somebody that i have and i hope i do find it um is it's just in paragraph format and it's it's not you have to actually read it you know you just can't right. skim it um and i think that's one of the problems when, when like so many of us we have hundreds of emails a day and um we don't have time to read the whole email let alone the <laughs> super signature yeah. so it needs to be the bullet point the clean the clear that you know that we don't have to read the entire you know paragraph it just needs to be a simple step there yeah and i think the email format of all of the rest of the email as well we tend to send everything out it's not technically it's plain text. Everything's uh, HTML email these days, but it looks like plain text. There's not lots of images and columns and visual things, and the it's it's short, sharp, to the point, um, text-based. And the other thing to think about as well is that the majority of things, uh, the majority of emails are read. I guess it depends on the context, but a lot of emails are read on cell phones rather than on big screens. Mm -hmm. So that makes it quite different. So even a short paragraph of text on a cell phone is going to go into into a screen worth of text. And if you end up in a situation where you've got paragraph and paragraph and paragraph one after the other, it doesn't take many scrolls for people to to move away and move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm, and when you exactly. think the whole purpose of the email is to ideally convey a specific message, but if you're in a kind of broadcast sequence type email rather than sending an email out where it does have one particular purpose, but any kind of broadcast, regular update, newsletter, um, um, like tip of the week type email that, that goes out, the purpose of sending all of those is engagement and is to remind people of the things in the super signature so they can they can take that next step. So really you want to get to that point as as distraction free as possible. Um okay, that one I, we ran a bit deeper than that than I was anticipating. <laughs> so 
the next one that we've got is um, social profiles and social media in general. So there's once a book's created, it's an asset there that you can use in various different scenarios. So as the conversation in whichever area, as the conversation moves towards something where the book can help or it's relevant to mention the book, then mentioning the book and highlighting it and pointing people back to that as an answer is a great thing to do. But in addition to that, you've also got things like bios in Twitter, LinkedIn bios, and all of the additional fields within LinkedIn uh, that make up the profile. And and really, I mean, there's a, there's a massive different fields in there that you can add stuff to. Um, social, um, what's been looking for, forum type, forum type profiles where if you're active in a particular forum and often the forum software will put a footer um, like a signature area below the answer that you're giving in a forum so include the book there as a as a follow-up like with the situation that we've described a few shows ago i mean you don't want to go in and just kind of in an area where you're not um where you don't have a presence you just want to kind of you don't want to stick your head in the room and shout about how great your book is and suggest everyone goes and copy, gets a copy and then disappear. But if these are areas where you're contributing and the book is a relevant thing that you've written that talks about similar things, so financial services, if you're active in a forum that gives financial answers in like a Quora type forum or um, um, I'm trying to think of the um, the name of the other the other. Um, it's not motley fool but those types of forums where there is conversation going back and forwards and your book is the answer to or contains the answers to some of these things if you can in that environment give the beginnings of an answer and say oh by the way there's a uh, more information on this or i go in deeper in this in in the book that i just wrote and the book that i just wrote you can get a copy of it over here and then point people off to it all of those areas where it makes sense to use the book as the answer use a book where people can find more, still give some value there and then, but offer people the opportunity to get more, then that's a great opportunity to use it as well. And in addition to specifically making some answers about things or specifically referencing the book, the profiles, the bios, all the areas where you've got an opportunity to add more info, info about yourself, then adding the book in there as a way that people can find more information is a, another one of these great kind of passive ways where it can it will sit there and it's an opportunity to get that in front of people kind of in the background where the main activity the activity on answering the questions or the activity on writing more content is is kind of um, that's where all the effort goes and then the other things are just there in the background to augment it oh, yeah okay there you go bear with me a second <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so that was the social side of things. The um, blog post side of things and the guest post and the featured articles and all of the other places where you can write, where you are writing or do have opportunity to contribute into things, those areas are ones where it makes sense to use the book um, I don't want to say sparingly, but uh, what's the saying? When you've got a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Be careful of falling into that trap where there's just too much, um, where you're trying to jam the book in as an answer too many times. So 
um, Gary Vaynerchuk's Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Jab 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 Right Hook, is a great kind of title example of that, where you want to give 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 and then ask. So there's that balance between how many of those jabs, how many of those giving things are an opportunity to include the book because it does legitimately provide people with uh, a way to learn more versus how often it um, how often it seems just a little bit contrived that you turn in the subject and so on by the way you want to you want to get uh, you want to get a copy of the book um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. It was quite an old one, but uh, listening to it yesterday, and one guy said to the other guy, "said How do you know when? How do you know if? How do you know if there's a firefighter at the party?" And the punchline is, "They'll tell you." <laughs> kind of making a bit of a jive about. Uh, I only know one firefighter, and that kind of is is true. <laughs> so it resonated, but I'm sure it's not true across the board. But um, but yeah, kind of making that jive that if. Um, do you ever watch the Big Bang Theory? Uh-huh. There was yeah. an episode there where Harry goes into space for the first time and then he comes back to Earth and everyone's got on with their own lives and the whole episode of is him kind of every opportunity there's he kind of turns it to, oh well while I was in space. So can you pass me a sandwich? Oh yes, I remember sandwiches, yeah, they taste good. They don't taste good as they were in space or <laughs> yeah. you go into the bathroom. I haven't go to the bathroom. Did I ever tell you about that? So I went to the bathroom in space. Um, so anyway, those are both examples of the same type of thing. It's easy to, it's more art than science, I guess, to um, to get that balance when to use it and when not to use it. But just as there's a risk of using it too much, there's also a risk of using it too little. So there's often the chance to write things and give value in that individual piece, but then refer people to the book as a way of understanding or learning more. And as long as you've given value initially, I think that's then more typically fine to do because like, I mean, to be honest, just like we say with the books, go deep on one narrow subject. So be the most comprehensive answer to that individual specific thing that you're trying to answer and then always give people the opportunity to find out more elsewhere so in the book scenario we want to answer that one question as as comprehensively as possible be the world's best source of this particular subject but then give people on the back cover the opportunity to to um, find out more and take the next steps kind of scaling it that back a little bit answering a forum type question then give people the best possible answer or if you're writing a medium post on something give people the best possible answer to that question and then lead people or give people the opportunity to go to the next level and find out more by using that then as a referrer off to the book so far so good yeah i think i followed that yeah yeah okay it's um yeah, and it's one of those things, I mean, we've talked about some of these things in detail before. This course actually we've gone into a little bit more detail now than I was anticipating. Some of it for some people is going to be repetitive because they heard the last one. Some of this is things that they'll have people will have heard before, but it might resonate because we're talking about it in a different way or it's the second okay. time you've heard it. I mean, really it's that underlying everything is the is the concept of audiences contexts in the sense of where that audience is and kind of mindsets or outcomes or um or incentives if you like of of the thing that they want so the audience is 
we talk a lot about the single target market. So different audiences want different things. They may or may not all be in the same place and they may or may not all be coming with the same intentionality or, or outcomes. So the first part of the puzzle is who the audience is, who you're talking to and and, and kind of how you how you get in front of those people. The second one, the context, is important in terms of what we're talking about now. So the context is where are those people and what are they doing at that, that moment and how far along the journey are they? What context did they bring into the conversation? We know we want to move them to the next step. We want to start working with them. We want to provide them with more service. But what's the knowing who they are, what's the context that they're bringing to this point that has brought you both together whether that's in person or reading an email or in a forum or reading a social media post knowing or understanding or assuming taking a stab at what that context is will help you then to kind of finish off that intentionality piece of okay well we know what the outcome is we know what we've made an assumption about what they want to they want to fix this problem that we're talking about in this context we know what we want to do. We want to get them to do take this next step. So how do we join all of those things together? And by providing the best value to answer their immediate concern, understanding that there's all that always forms part of a bigger concern, knowing that our intentionality, our what we want them to do will help them progress even further and understanding the context at which this kind of interaction has come together, understanding where they are both in their in their journey and kind of whether we're meeting them online or on email or whether we're meeting them through an audio channel or a video channel or a text channel. Um, thinking about all of those things and then having the book as an asset to move that forward just allows you to mm. deploy it in in many different ways. And it all ties together with a lot of the other beyond the book stuff we've talked about in terms of expanding the content um, the, the things that you've got in the book, taking one individual talking point and expanding that into different mediums. So um, charts and data and blog posts and audio and podcasts and infographics and cartoons and printing a logo on a T-shirt. I mean, all of these skywriting, <laughs> all of these crazy things that uh, all of these ways of kind of starting that conversation and using it as a lead in. The book is just a great ultimate a way of of accelerating that journey from various different points and and moving it forward okay so super signature we talked about social profiles we talked about blog posts we talked about uh and kind of guest articles and writing things i mean that one falls into the same category as as going on different podcasts and getting the opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about things those last couple of categories the whole kind of writing a bigger thing or presenting a bigger thing speaking from stage doing presentations all of those things fall into the same category it's the opportunity to expand on a subject and then say and the book is an additional thing that you can do here um the first couple we were talking about those kind of passive things that are in the background so super signatures and profiles the other one that falls into that early group is things like business cards or promotional mm-hmm. material so business cards particularly often are just stuck with name and contact details the back of cards then are very often just a big logo or blank completely so you've got the opportunity in that space to use like a super signature type effect and have here are two ways i can help you today um step one is 
head over to the website and look at all of this additional content that we've got. And step two is grab a copy of the book where we go deep in talking about whatever your whatever your subject is. Um, it's another physical way of getting something into people's hands that rather than is just a passive kind of contact thing it kind of drives the conversation a little bit it, it gives people a, a specific next step so rather than getting a piece of paper that's just got contact details where there's no next step it gives them the opportunity if they're ready at that time or if they're ready when they stumble across it at some point in the future gives them the opportunity to act on that and take that next step rather than them not having that opportunity because that blank space doesn't kind of include any any uh, any direction for them it's just contact details um hmm. yeah the okay. last one on the list is a bit of a random one and um yeah a, a little bit random so this is um well the, the example was youtube so youtube videos you very often or increasingly often i see ads on youtube videos and those ads will be either for the company themselves if they're doing the advertising themselves either as an, an ad unit that youtube presents or they're just advertising their own stuff in the video although i guess product placement and that type of thing um promoted content kind of um in that scenario they'd be promoting other people's stuff um but you also see at the end of videos then as people close and, and shut down the video then there's um people will often say like like and subscribe and hit the bell to get notified and all of these other things but adding the book into that is also a great way of but i don't think i've seen anyone else doing it the thing that resonated or the thing that kind of sparked it was a couple of days ago we were talking about the videos and other people's content being promoted on it and then that made me think about obviously promoting your own content a little bit more actively in in um in youtube again mm. this one depends slightly on how much of a footprint you've got there anyway i mean it certainly wouldn't suggest to anyone people go out and start doing this just specifically in order to put mm -hmm. uh, an opt-in for the for the book at the end of it but if you do have videos out there particularly if you're the type of organization that that publishes a lot of how-to or useful type content. The realtors uh, that I'm thinking about as we do the um, weekly market watch videos or the, yeah. um, it probably doesn't apply quite so much. Well, I guess it depends on what the book was. I was gonna say it probably doesn't apply quite so much that if you did a video on an individual property, because in that scenario, really the call to action that you want, the, the next step that you want is them to inquire about that specific property. So having a call to action that is slightly more generic might not be the best but if you don't have a strong call to action at all if you just do the video and then it kind of fizzles away a little bit then it could be the opportunity to include something in there um how to sell your house for your top dollar or um lakefront house prices winterhaven lakefront house prices guide something on an individual video might still make sense but uh, but certainly for anyone that's doing kind of more informational type videos or market watch type videos all of those ones that are providing information including a book as the opt-in at the end of the video whether that's a banner or whether you're actually there holding it up is uh, is another great um another great way of getting it in front of people in a in a context that we don't necessarily always talk about yeah we don't really yeah it really came um it really just popped up in a in a conversation with someone last week that um 
they kind of a lot of the other things that we talk about kind of pop up every now and then it's not uh, mm -hmm. it's not often we talk about something that really haven't thought about before but that was one and thinking about guys like um so the it was a real estate example that we were talking about and the market watch videos but when you look at what um like jim hacking does on the immigration attorney side they've got i think they've got I want to say 700 something videos up on their channel where they very oh, wow. frequently, yeah, very frequently are putting up new stuff just talking about one particular immigration issue and another. Um, so including, um, yeah, it just seemed like a great opportunity to include that because particularly as the view count goes up on some videos, having it embedded in there, YouTube puts so much effort these days on advertising other people's stuff. So if you've got videos up, nine out of ten of them have got an ad for someone else's stuff in there somewhere either a banner set over the video or a pre or pre-mid or post roll that using it there's the opportunity to advertise your own stuff just makes sense oh, very good That's okay yeah so that was the that was a few that i had on the list i think it was great to to get through those as i say some of these we've gone into more details on other videos so mm -hmm super signatures some of the beyond the book stuff for the book blueprint scorecard that we were going through so uh, head over to 90minutebooks.com forward slash podcast and have a score through the the titles and the descriptions and we go into more depth on some of these things um as i say we have talked about some of these things before so it may be repetitive as you listen to this but hopefully the different examples and the different way that we've been talking about them today and how you're listening to it coming to it from a different slightly different perspective this time versus last time hopefully there'll be something here that resonates and you can just turn on one of those things pretty quickly at no additional cost and have it as the as an opportunity to get out there i think if anyone the takeaway from this if you don't have a super signature that's really the one i would focus on first and then and then look at the others afterwards um super signatures are really it's uh, it's kind of like an email secret weapon yeah, it is. It, and it's free and it's easy. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's there anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And you're doing it anyway. Yeah. 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 That's it. Perfect. Okay, guys. Well, we will cut it loose there. I think next week we have uh, another interview. So that's going to be great. Really excited to get this one shared with you guys. And then Betsy will be back the week after that. Yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, anyone has any questions, then as always, reach out to us just at um, support at 90 Minute Books or podcast at 90 Minute Books, and that will come through to us. We'll be able to take a look. Um, show notes and transcripts are at episode 72. So head over to 90minutebooks.com forward slash podcast, and then it's episode 72. And above and beyond that, I think that's it. So we will catch everyone in the next one. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Betsy. Bye.